0: Hello and welcome Harvest Church family and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. Don't forget if you enjoy taking notes you can download the fillable pdf file on our website at goharvest.org forward slash notes. Right now let's go to Pastor Perry Kalavic as he shares this week's message.
1: We're going to get right into the word of God here in just a few moments but I'm going to be sharing a message talking about the power of Christmas. If you've ever felt weak and worn out, you need to be listening to this message today. Because we're going to be talking about God's promise of strength and power in your life. We'll do that in just a few moments. And by the way, we also have notes that you can get online. So you can follow along with the framework of the message and they'll help you out a lot. Following along with a message, you can get those right online and stay with me on the message today. But first... I just want to thank you, everyone, for being just such a wonderful church family and wonderful friends of this ministry that are watching today. I just want to bless you in the name of Jesus, Uh, especially for being so faithful from the first day of this year until present day right now. This is the last Sunday of this year. And so I want to just thank you that all through this year, every week, every month that went by, you've been so faithful in your giving and in your service. And, and, and your prayer and everything, just really staying connected as a, tr- in a, as a church family when it, when it had been so easily to get disconnected. You've been rolling with what's going on in the world today, and you've been staying with us, you've been flexible, you've been persistent, you've been all of those things. So I just bless you right now, and especially in your tithes and your offerings and your giving to our missionaries and giving to special outreaches that we had. I can really say with the Apostle Paul, and here's what Paul wrote, he says, I thank my God every time that I remember you. In all my prayers for you, I always pray with joy because of what? Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Thank you so much for your partnership. Knowing this, that he who began a good work in you is going to carry it on through into completion until the day of Jesus Christ. In other words... God's begun a good work in each one of us, and he's going to see it through to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Nothing can stop that, not even a pandemic. So God bless you. So I want to thank you for your faithfulness in giving and all that you've done. And I also want to thank you for helping the homeless and the hungry in our area. As you know, back in uh, uh, November, just a few weeks ago, on November 22nd, we came to you, and I just had felt impressed in my heart that we just really needed to do something extra for the homeless and the hungry in our area. The Lord just prompted my heart, and I thought, well, we could just send them a thousand or two thousand dollars each to three different ministries: Elk Grove Food Bank, uh, Union Gospel Mission in Sacramento, and also Loaves and Fishes in Sacramento. But man, the Holy Spirit just spoke to my heart immediately and just said, no, I don't want you to send a thousand or two thousand. You can do that, but I want you to send $10,000 to each one of these ministries. So uh, I just prayed about it that night, and the Lord said, if you just take this to your people, the people of Harvest Church and the friends of Harvest Church, will help you to get where you need to go. We'll we'll reach that goal. So I want to just say right now that God just started pouring in a blessing right from the get-go. He blessed that offering, and he also blessed the local church with all that we needed to keep on going as well. But you didn't give just $30,000 to help the homeless in the area. You gave $42,000 to help the homeless in the area. And that's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I want to just thank God for uh, allowing us to be a part of what many others are doing, and that's helping the hungry and the homeless and the hurting in our area. Now, the Bible says this, Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and God will repay. In other words, God will reward them. Watch that. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and God will, the Lord will reward or repay them for what they've done. In other words, when you bless somebody else, God's going to bless you back so that you can be a blessing again. And I've got to share this with you because it's true. It just happened. Um, last, uh, just last week, just a few days ago, I, I just received the uh, financial reports for the month of November, only to discover that in November when we gave And we were raising money for the poor and the homeless in our area. God blessed Harvest Church in our own general tithes and offerings. We had the greatest month of giving that we've had in 30 years. Hey, everyone, to have a record, first of all, at Harvest Church, since we're 30 years old, you have to be the best year of 30 years. Well, that's exactly what happened. We had the best November in 30 years, thank God, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a time when the church isn't even open, you know, for, uh, as far as for meeting on site, and we will be soon. But I want to just say thank God that God blessed us in a way that we had the greatest November in the history of our church. Now, that's only God. God can only do that. Now, when we're talking about the church, we're talking about you. So I know that you're being blessed as well. I, I, I just thank you for giving to the poor. And God says this, I'm going to reward you back. So I want to thank you again as you get ready to give to the Lord for the rest of this month. We're already on a solid path on the month of December, and I would just want to encourage you. I'm going to be giving a year-end gift myself, and and in addition to my tithes and my offerings, but between now and the end of the year, if you can give just another year-end gift, man, that'd be great, and we'll just be out in front in every single area. Thank you, Lord God. Well, hallelujah. Well, I want to just talk to you this morning for a few moments. Um, about uh, the power of christmas all right this is the final sunday of december and the final sunday of 2020 boy and i'll tell you what 2020 has been a year unlike any other year that we've ever lived in our lives in fact time magazine just a few weeks ago had a cover showing 2020 like this and they had 2020 with a cross uh, across it and it says the worst year ever i'm telling you what That's uh, how a lot of people feel about 2020. It really has been a year like no other. And in fact, a lot of people would like to see 2020 in their rearview mirror. For most people, 2020 will best be remembered in the rearview mirror. Uh, In in fact, uh, when the ball drops in Times Square on New Year's Eve, you know, uh, New Year's Eve when the ball drops out in New York City, Uh, Which is, by the way, I like watching the ball drop in New York City because then I can go to bed out here at uh, 9 o'clock instead of waiting till midnight out here. Just my own little secret there, all right? I don't wait till midnight anymore. I figure if New Year's reached New York, we're going to be just fine. But when the ball drops in Times Square on New Year's Eve, there's going to be a celebration just to have lived through this year and to leave it behind. I think people are going to be glad just to have lived through this year and to leave it behind. But... In every dark cloud, there are silver linings to be found. And some things that we've learned along the way really helped us, right? In a tough year, you know what? Every time we go through tough times, God is teaching us something. God is making us stronger and ready for anything. So in 2020, there are some silver linings in the cloud of this year that we found. And I kind of wrote some of them down, and they're in your notes as well. But in 2020, we've learned to have greater Reliance on God. I'll tell you what, from the beginning of this pandemic back in March, I, my, my reliance on God has gone up even more than it ever. And I've always been reliant on God, but even more so now. We've learned reliance on God, to depend upon the Lord. And then we've learned to have greater resourcefulness at our work. It, it, everything just changed, and we had to learn. For instance, here at Harvest Church, not only were we an on-campus church, but we had to figure out really fast how to become an online church, uh, and and so we had to become very resourceful. And I know that happened where you're at as well. Someone said that necessity is the mother of invention. So in other words, we had to figure we, we were just it was by necessity that we had to become resourceful, and then we've learned to have greater relationships with others. Now we've really been apart from one another, but we value relationships more now than we ever did. Uh, Even in this Zoom generation that we are in right now, we we realize how important it really is to have authentic relationships and one-on-one relationships with one another. And then in 2020, we've learned to have greater resolve in our daily life. I'm talking about Steadfastness and persistence and all of those things that make a difference. In other words, you know, we're in this pandemic, but we're going to have resolve to get through it. Every day is kind of a day of resolve. All right, made it through the last one, going to get through the next one. God's going to lead us to a better day. And then in 2020, we've also learned a little bit, I think, about rest and how rest restores us and how much we need rest. In Psalm 23, the word of God says this, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Sometimes we are just running our race. We're into our own routine. We've got everything going on. But then all of a sudden, God makes us lie down in green pastures. And I want to just suggest to you that uh, even though our, our schedules have changed and lots of changes have taken our place where we've had to just pull back the throttle. In other words, we're isolated more at home. We're not just driving everywhere we were before. There's also a time of rest that we can have that will restore you and make you equal to the task. And then in 2020, we've learned to have greater realness in our lives, in our our religion. I I had written down, realness in our religion. Uh, James said this. He said, pure religion is this. It's helping those who are in distress. That's pure religion. So we've had realness in our religion. In other words, the church has become even more real than it ever was because we've been reaching out to help and to touch others. Now, well, none of us want to relive 2020, I sure don't, it's important that we remember what we've learned because it's the lessons that we've learned along the way that will make us stronger and ready for anything, all right? So praise God. Uh, don't let a, a, a disaster get lost on you. This year, is, to some, have just been a disaster, but never waste a good disaster if you can learn something from it, all right? Now, on Sundays in December, and December has been a great month, we've just been celebrating Christmas. And I just knew at the beginning of this month we're going to celebrate Christmas every Sunday. So on the first Sunday, we talked about the purpose of Christmas and how Jesus came to seek and to save those who were lost. On the second Sunday, we talked about the presence of Christmas. In other words, God became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. That was the presence of God in our lives. And then the third Sunday, which was last Sunday, we talked about the person of Christmas. And that person of Christmas, of course, is Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who was born in a manger, lived a sinless life, died on the cross, and rose again. Hallelujah. And then today we're going to be talking about the power of Christmas. And initially I was going to talk just only about the power of the Holy Spirit, and that would have been enough for a message right there, because the Holy Spirit is so wonderful and helps us in so many ways. But I wanted to talk about the kinds of power that we need for living our lives. And there is just this morning, I want to just talk about the power we need in our lives because really living in this world can make a person weary and worn out. Just what the world requires to live right now. Just the uncertainty that we're going through right now. So many people are living in distress right now that we need strength and we need power. So when we need power, where does the power come from? That's the question today. Well, God's power comes to us in at least six primary ways, all right? Six primary ways, and I'll share those with you right now. And I just wrote this down as a heading, the power supply for living life more fully, all right? The power supply for living life more fully. So in other words, we all have a power supply. If you've got a phone, you know that it has a power supply, right? And uh, if you have an electric car, you know that it has to have a power supply. Those kinds of things. We need God's power in our life. But it comes in in a multitude of ways. Let me just share six primary ways that God's power comes. First, we get power from the power of God. From the power of God. Praise God. We sang it this morning. We serve a mighty God. And Isaiah the prophet, he wrote this. Do you not know, have you not heard... The Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He never grows tired or weary. We do, but he doesn't. And his understanding no one can fathom. Watch this now. God gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Man, I'm so glad. He says God gives strength to the weary. Have you ever been weary? Ever felt worn out? The Bible says that God will give strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. If you've ever been weak, God will make you strong. And then the Word of God says this, Even youths grow weary and tired. Young men stumble and fall, but those who wait on the Lord or hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar like eagles. They'll mount up like like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. Hallelujah. So that's the power of God. How many of you need the power of God in your life? I know that you do. We serve a mighty God who will give you his mighty power. Secondly, our second power supplies the power of Jesus. Praise God. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. And all of those things, all those great songs. There's power in the name of Jesus. Say it with me right now. There's power in the name of Jesus. And because Jesus was obedient... Even obedient to the point of death on the cross, the Bible says that God lifted him up and exalted him and gave him the name that is above every other name. Look at it in Philippians chapter two and verse eight. Watch this: and being found in appearance as a man, remember, Jesus became came down to earth, become you know wrapped in flesh. Even being found in appearance as a man, Jesus humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every other name. Because Jesus died on the cross, rose again, God has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. And you can use that name of Jesus for so many things. In the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, demons will have to flee. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give we thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. In other words, there's so many things that we do in the way we pray in the name of Jesus. You know, another name for Jesus is Emmanuel. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Emmanuel, which means God is with us. But that's just another name for Jesus. But let me just put it this way. Jesus has been with us in 2020, and Jesus will be with us in 2021. If Jesus hadn't been with us in 2020, we wouldn't be standing here today. But Jesus has been with us in 2020, and Jesus will be with us in 2021. If you receive that, give me a loud amen right there in your home. Amen. So we've talked about the power of God. We've talked about the power of Jesus. Here's a third power here is the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Jesus said when he ascended to the Father, he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you like orphans. I'm going to come to you and I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be an advocate to you. It's like having your own built-in lawyer. I'm going to be a paraclete to you, one who comes alongside to help you. Aren't you glad for the help of the Holy Spirit? He's our helper, with a capital H. Hallelujah. He's our helper. So we need the power of the Holy Spirit. And the first thing I want to just talk about is power on the outside, all right? He'll give you power on the outside to do what you've got to do on the outside. But watch what Jesus said in Acts 1:8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. In other words, if he was talking to us here, he'd say you're going to be my witnesses right here in Sacramento and in California in the United States and the uttermost parts of the earth. You're going to be my witnesses. So I'm going to give you power, starts on the inside, but I'm going to give you power on the outside to be my witnesses. And I want to just, the Holy Spirit just gave me this this morning too. It's not just about witnessing, not only about the power to be my witness, but even the way that you live your life is a witness to others. Do you know, sometimes they'll see you before they'll ever listen to you. They'll be watching your life. So he'll, the power to be a witness is just the power to live your life in a way that you are a witness that other people see, and then you can share your witness. Man, that's good. I like that right now. So the power of the Holy Spirit, point A, power on the outside, but here's the second thing, is power on the inside. Do you know that God will give you power on the inside, which is power for living your life? We need to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit. And in fact, in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17, it says this I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So, in other words, the Holy Spirit, Paul was saying this, I pray that he's going to strengthen you in your inner being. Praise God. We need to be strengthened every day. In our inner being. We need God in the inside of us, and that's the power of the Holy Spirit. So thank God for the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I've shared with you kind of a triune, if you will, outline up to this point, because we've talked about God the Father. We've talked about Jesus the Son, and we've talked about the Holy Spirit. So we have God's power, Jesus' power, and then also the power of the Holy Spirit. And I could really stop sharing with you right now, but there's three other things that give us power in our walk with the Lord, too, that I want to share with you, right? So give me just the time to listen to these other three. The fourth way here uh, that we receive power is the power of the Word. The power of the Word of God. Hallelujah. These are not dead pages. This is the written, inspired Word of God, an anointed Word of God. And it's powerful. In fact, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, says this, The Word of God is living and powerful. Do you know what? This is a living letter. This is a living book. The Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and in the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. I'll tell you what, a lot of you spend time reading the Word of God, but I want to tell you, while you're reading the Word of God, the Word of God is reading you. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So you may be reading the Word of God, but the Word of God is reading you as well, and it changes you. There's power in the Word of God. In fact, the psalmist said, Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Praise God. God's Word will dispel the darkness and give you illumination. I'm talking about that. It lights up the path of your life and shows you the direction to walk. Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And then the psalmist said this, Forever, O Lord, your Word is settled in heaven. Forever your word is settled in heaven. Man, if if God settled it, I'll tell you what, it's not going to return void. It's settled in heaven. And Jesus is the living word. And Jesus said this, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. We live in a world right now that is changing so quickly. uh, Society norms, social norms, moral norms, they're not norms anymore at all. They've changed. Everything's changed in the world that we live in. But Jesus said, heaven and earth may change. This world will pass away, but my words will never change. If you want truth that you can stand on, truth that you can hold on to, that truth is in the Word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And it gives you power. How many, of you, how many times have you been encouraged by the Word of God? Man, I'll tell you what, you might have been just discouraged on the day, feeling kind of weary, kind of worn down. Then you read the Word of God, and it was like God was pouring life into you just by reading the pages of this Bible, because His Word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Praise God for the power of the Word. Hallelujah. Then the fifth source of power that we want to talk about this morning is this, is the power of prayer. Hallelujah. Somebody said one time, no prayer, no power. Much prayer, much power. And let me tell you this, there's a lot of truth to that because when we pray, mountains can be removed. Just as we prayed this morning earlier in the service. Mountains can be removed out of yours. When you pray and you believe and you have faith in God, when we pray, the peace of God comes into our lives. Hallelujah, the peace of God. In fact, prayer changes everything. You know, I, uh, in our when I was a little kid growing up, almost every home you went into, you'd see a little plaque somewhere in the house that'd go, especially as Christian home, prayer changes things. But I kind of changed that to say prayer changes everything. All right? And so the Bible says this, don't worry about anything. Any worriers out there? Don't worry about anything but what? Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for what He's done. Thank you, Lord God, for this new day. Thank you, Lord God. Then I just share my needs with the Lord. Then then the word of God says this. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace surpasses all understanding. And his peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds. I'll tell you, we live in a world that messes with your mind. In a world that makes you just kind of move over into anxiety. In, in, in fact, so much of what we hear on the news right now uh, and what we watch on TV moves us into the realm of fear and anxiety or pushes us that direction. But when you pray, God says this, I'm going to still your mind. In other words, I'm going to calm you down. I'm going to give you peace. And, I'm, and you're, you're not going to have this mind that's just racing all of the time, but God says this, I'm going to give you my peace. It's like when Jesus sp- spoke to the storm that was just raging he said, peace be still. And every time that you pray, there's a peace that comes into your heart that God just calms your fears. Praise God. In fact, Isaiah 26.3, I love this scripture. Isaiah said this, you will keep in perfect peace those who trust in you, whose thoughts are fixed on you. Hey, everyone, do you need more peace today? We all do, don't we, huh? Let me tell you what, don't fix your thoughts on NBC News or ABC, or CBS, or Fox, fix your thoughts on God, because he said this, I'll give perfect peace to everyone who fixes their thoughts on me. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then the sixth source of power that we have, I really hadn't thought of this, but it certainly is a source of power, and that's the power of fellowship. It was so important in the the New Testament church. Right now, during the pandemic, during these last 10 months, we've been isolated from people for far too long. But now we value people more than ever. We need fellowship. We need relationships with people because people encourage people. Say it with me right now. People encourage people. They really do. When I get around encouraging people, man, I walk away stronger. And by the way, everyone, what are we talking about right now? We're talking about the power of Christmas. That all of us somehow need more power in our lives. We need more strength in our life. We don't want to be walking in weakness, but we want to be walking in the strength of the Lord. Where does that power come from? That's what we're talking about right now, the power of Christmas. And part of the power of Christmas is the power of fellowship. We need fellowship. We need relationships with one another. Hallelujah. Even if there's Zoom relationships, right? We still need relationship. And the Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. Let us think of ways to motivate or spur one another on to acts of love and good works. Hallelujah. Let's think of how we can motivate one another to good works. And not, let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Hey, everyone, we are meeting together today. Don't let anyone say that we're not meeting together today because we are meeting together today. We are just meeting a different way today. And pretty soon we're going to be meeting on campus together. But I want to just tell you this, whether we're online or whether we're on campus, we are having fellowship with the Lord today, right now. Don't let anyone smack that out of your way and say, well, you're just watching on TV. No, that's what the best we got right now. And I'm telling you what, it's a miracle that we can even do this. We're having fellowship right now with God, fellowship with, with His Word, fellowship with one another in the family of God right here. So the Bible says don't neglect doing that. But encourage one another daily, especially now that the day of his return is growing near. Praise God. There is coming a day, and it's coming soon, everyone. We're going to be back on campus, worshiping the Lord. We'll always be on campus. We'll always be online. In other words, those are two formats we'll be on. But the important thing is we're getting together with God's people. Hallelujah. And then when we do that, the Bible says this. In Acts chapter 2, and verse 42, when the New Testament church started, you know, the birth of the church... It says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. I think it's coming up to fellowship. See that right there? And to fellowship and to the sharing of meals together. I like sharing meals together, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. All of these things. And what happened? The next verse says, and it's not on the screen, but it says that God added to the church daily, those who were being saved. In other words, the church continued to grow. Why? Because we were connected with one another. Praise God. So I want to thank everyone that's watching today for encouraging one another, especially during this holiday season, during this Christmas season that we've been in. We've had so many people that bring um, gifts by to, to, to individuals. We sent gifts all, or, all around the world. Some of you collected blankets for the homeless. We were able to help homeless uh, ministries in our area in, in a significant way this year, um, I had some uh, one call me last week or contact me last week a couple from our church um, where her husband has been suffering from cancer and he 's on chemotherapy right now young couple in their forties and 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 anyway they 've had a very tough year and a very isolated year and they, say, they uh, um, the, the the wife had written and said to me it, it the The loneliness has been excruciating. And then one day, right in the middle of the Christmas season, somebody knocked on our door as we went out. There was packages and food and gifts for us. We just felt like we were just connected and included in the family of God. I'll tell you what, that's just one little story of many, everyone. Keep on doing the good that you are doing, and let's get outside of our own thinking. It's just about me, but let's just reach out to other people just to see who we can bless. Amen? Hallelujah. So I want to just say that you have been the hands of Christ extended to others, and I want to just thank you for that right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a blessing. Keep on doing what you're doing. Be generous with others. Be generous with God. God will certainly pour out a blessing right back on you. So what are we talking about this morning? We're talking about the power of Christmas. When we are weak and worn, feeling just like, wow, I'm just and weary, God says, I've got power that I can give to you. That's the power of Christmas. And what is the power of Christmas? We talked about it here this morning. It's the power of God. It's the power of Jesus. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the power of the Word. It's the power of prayer. It's the power of fellowship. Thank you, Lord God. So this morning, everyone, you know you're feeling weak and worn out man i'll tell you what god has power for you god has strength for you and i just speak strength to you right now in the name of jesus i speak god's power to you in the name of jesus we are not short god has not shorthanded us as far as strength and power goes we have it in every one of these avenues that we talked about and i speak his power of you right now in the mighty name of jesus hallelujah god bless you let's pray father in heaven i thank you right now. We opened up this service by saying that you are a mighty God. You are a powerful God. But, Lord, I'm so glad that you're a God that shares your power with us. Lord, you've not left us alone. You've not left us powerless. But, Lord, you've given us so many ways to have your power in our lives. So, Lord, we just thank you right now for that. And I pray for every person that's watching today, Lord, that you'll bless them with an an endowment of power that comes from the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord God. And we thank you for that right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Just pray this prayer with me right now, everyone that's watching. Lord Jesus, today I receive your power. The power of God in my life. The power of the Holy Spirit in my life. And Lord, as I wait on you, I know that you'll renew my strength. So Lord, I receive your strength. I receive your power. I receive your encouragement in my life. I receive your divine supply in my life, Lord God. I know that you're going to make a way where there seems to be no way. Lord, as I walk into this new year, Lord, let me walk in your power into this new year. And I pray it in the name of Jesus. And all of God's people said amen. Amen. I want to just give you a blessing at the, uh, as we close today. And this is the blessing. Just remember this. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly, immeasurably, more than all you could ask or imagine, according to His power that's at work in you. So I don't know what your dreams are, everyone, but I'll tell you what, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could even ask or think, according to what? According to His power that's at work in you. To Him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ forever. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen just means so be it. So may it be that God's power is released in your life. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to thank you for joining us today at Harvest Church at Home. We'll look forward to seeing you next Sunday at 9 and 11. And uh, by the way, I have a lot, a lot of people ask me, when are we opening up? As soon as we drop from the top tier, which is this purple tier, to the next one, there's three levels below so we can meet at all three levels. So the minute we drop down to what's called the red tier, or tier two, we'll be back on campus and worshiping together on campus and online. But I just bless you, and I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy 2021. God's been with us. God will be with us. God bless you.
0: Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless.